everybody to another frigid episode of the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and it is officially winter. Um, I put up my Christmas lights today. Uh, I believe that you can mark that as the official start of the season, uh, the Christmas holiday season even, right? And we got tons going on. We got another episode coming to you guys this week. Uh, you know, Democratic leadership here in the, the great state of Michigan is uh, apparently taking strides and steps and efforts to try and pass an assault weapons ban here in the state of Michigan uh, due to some, I will say, lackluster voter turnout uh, last month in November's election. Um, you know, so if you're listening to this, I know we have a, a large viewership that's local here in Michigan. Uh, I would encourage you to go find, you know, uh, gunrights.org or Michigan gun right. I mean, one of these groups on Facebook, social media, right. Find their petition, sign the petition. I would also implore you to reach out to your state leadership, your senators, your whatever, right. All levels of leadership send them an email, or if you can call them, voice your opinion, guys, this, and it's funny because I got some messages over the week because I posted this on a, on a social media story is about, uh, voting in elections guys. Uh, you can't, you can't claim to take the moral high road in these kinds of things and then get pissed when this is the result that we get right? You have to engage, right? You know, I've had people tell me, oh, well, I don't support immoral people. I don't uh, vote in elections because that's giving power to those who are immoral. It's like, well, you know, that's the governing system that we live under. What else, what else can I say, right? You have to play by the rules. That's, you got to play the game to win the game, right? So you have to vote. Don't give any additional power to those immoral people. Make the battle tougher for those immoral people by placing your vote by making your voice heard, by participating, by and in turn, you're going to protect your rights. Maybe you'll even learn a couple of things. Who knows? So all kinds of uh, goofy stuff going on up here in the great mitten state, as always. Um, and we are, you know, just about three weeks away-ish from uh, Christmas, which is always exciting. You know, everyone's probably very busy. We're here doing year-end wrap-ups and things like that. Um, I've got all kinds of stuff going on here, um, including, obviously, what you're listening to, our our latest episode, my latest interview and discussion this week with Drew Hopkins, who you may know uh, from his his work with T-Rex Arms. He also has his own Instagram page, um, you know, has been a very influential, I'll say, person in the social media space and helping to put out a lot of information to folks. A lot of things around gear, shooting, uh, preparation, lifestyle, right? Uh, he's He was one of the people that heavily influenced me when I first got onto Instagram and found, you know, his profile when I was making decisions around things like optics, things around, you know, things like night vision, uh, what kind of gear, you know, helmet, things like that, all that stuff. Very influential guy for me personally. I know a lot of you guys listening have probably seen Drew's pages or maybe even seen him pop up in some of the content for T-Rex Arms. Drew's going to sit down with me. We're going to have a discussion. It's going to be a really, really good time. I have a feeling you guys are are very much going to enjoy it. Uh, Before I can get over to that, I want to make sure that I do say thank you to our presenting sponsors, A, because it's you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, but, but B it's the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I just had a friends giving dinner this past weekend and it's just, it's a time of year to be thankful and to talk about it. I really, really am glad as we're winding down 2022 here f- that we've had such positive interactions and positive relationships with our sponsors. We've brought a couple new ones on through the year. 
Um, so let's just jump into it because they, they support us super thankful for that and happy and proud, right. To work with such uh, awesome companies. First eclipse holsters guys head over to eclipseholsters.com. You can use our discount code prepared mindset, all caps, all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order. If you're looking for a holster, they have in the waistband options like their Delta that has the concealment wing. So if somebody, either yourself or somebody you're getting a gift for, right, they carry appendix or they want to carry appendix and their current holster is not set up for that. Maybe they got like an alien gear or something. You can pick up their Delta holster. If it's got a light on it, you can pick up their serious light bearing in the waistband holster for Glocks, uh, SIGs, M&Ps, whatever you need, right? Maybe they don't like appendix carry. Check out the Eagle, same great holster, no concealment wing, set up for four o'clock, whatever strong side carry, great, great options. Or if you want to kind of break the mold a bit, check out their Zero G built to be used with Velcro and alternative mounting options. So maybe it's going to go in that, you know, hip pocket for your wife on her leggings, or it's going to be used inside a carry bag for off body carry. They have all kinds of great solutions. Again, our discount code prepared mindset, all one word is going to save you 20% off. Uh, they got outside the waistband options for holsters. They additionally have wallets, concealed carry belts, cleaning supplies. Guys, Eclipse does a whole lot besides just make outstanding holsters. Head over to the site, eclipseholsters.com. Check it all out. Uh, I believe as of right now, at the time of this taping, they are still guaranteeing three business days or less. It is out the door on its way to you. Spend over a hundred dollars. They're going to upgrade you to free FedEx two-day shipping, which is awesome, especially right now with the holidays and everything as it is, right? The mailmen are out. The delivery people are out. You may be able to hear the dog freaking out in the background because the delivery people are everywhere. And, you know, the closer we get, the harder it is to guarantee that stuff's going to show up on time. Again, EclipseHolsters.com. Use code PREPAREDMINDSET to save 20% off. Spend over $100 out the door in three business days or less on its way to you so you can carry better. Also have to say thank you to ActiveCarryTech.com. The guys over at ActiveCarry, Bill, solid dude. Uh, hooked me up with the blazer kit and is the perfect IFAX solution for me. It's got everything that covers all of your bases for a single person. Now, some of you guys probably heard my discussion a few weeks back with Josh, nomadic clinician, works with Orion training group. Say, Hey, what if I want to pick up one of those for myself? What if I need a kit that is, you know, more than just an IFAX, more than just one person? Not a problem at all. Head over to activecarrytech.com. Use discount code PMP10 to save 10% off. You can get their Blazer V2 like I did. You can get the Gamma Kit. Maybe you already have an IFAC and you're looking for something slim and easy to carry with you on your person when you leave the house. Check out their Guardian Ankle Kit, guys. I know there's a lot of dudes out there rocking those. And it's a really, really easy to conceal option. Put it on. Forget it's there. You have it with you. You know, permissive areas, non-permissive areas. It is a medical kit. Cover it with your pant leg. I mean, it's freaking freezing outside. Ain't nobody wearing shorts. Great, great option. Again, our discount code PMP10 will help you save 10% off. You still can't find what you're looking for. They have a custom kit builder option there. You can build out your own kit. Bill and his team will take care of you and help you get squared away with whatever you're looking for. Or you know what? Even if you don't need any of that, maybe you just need some bits and pieces. Maybe you need some spares. You want to pick up some extra tourniquets, uh, a, a Slushman pressure wrap. Those are awesome. Shout out to Sam who sent me a couple in the mail. You know, head over to activecarrytech.com. Pick up whatever you guys need. Make sure you are well prepared, especially in these winter months, black ice, snowstorms, all these things being what they are. 
make sure you are well prepared for whatever curveball life may throw at you. Again, activecarrytech.com, discount code PMP10 for 10% off your order. And lastly, but certainly not least, got to say LARPLabs.com is an awesome, awesome product for stocking stuffers, maybe just a little something for yourself. I know with all the holiday shopping, it's kind of easy to get caught up in what you're doing for everybody else. And maybe you just want to do something nice for yourself. Check out the vinyl wraps that John and his team have going at LARPLabs.com. They set up discount code prepared mindset, all one word, all lowercase to save you 10% off your order. Guys, these vinyl covers for lights, handheld lights, rifle lights, optics, lasers, uh, PVS 14s. He's got all kinds of good stuff. And this is all high grade computer cut vinyl. This is the same kind of stuff used on competitive rock crawlers, right? It's not going to peel. It's not going to wear out and fall off in a week. It's not going to leave a bunch of crummy residue all over your, all over your stuff. This is a great option if you're looking to get into painting your gun and maybe you're not so sure about painting your optics or your lights because maybe you want to sell them or you just don't want to risk paint getting someplace it shouldn't and ruining the optic, voiding your warranty, whatever have you. These are a great solution to that and they're super cost effective. I mean, honestly, guys, I think the most expensive one on the site is like 25 bucks and that's for a full scope. So a great stocking stuffer, a great gift idea for that friend that, you know, you, you spend range time with, maybe you don't have a whole lot of money left over, uh, being as expensive as Christmas is head to larplabs.com discount code prepared mindset, all one word, all lowercase will save you 10% off head over to the site, check out what John and his team have going on and support a fantastic small business. Okay. So thank you again. Super, super proud to work with all of those companies. Uh, very, very, very just, you know, thrilled and honored that going through 2022, we get to say that we're partners with them. It, it's pretty outstanding. Um, but now that we're through all that, we're going to jump on over to my conversation, my discussion with the man himself, Mr. Drew Hopkins. Hey, Drew. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, we've tried it a couple of times, so, you know, yeah, I ghosted you one time uh, on accident. Yeah, I mean, yeah there was, there was that, uh, I mean, both good, re- good reasons, both times. So, I mean, I get it, but, uh, still very excited to have you on and finally get to, you know, uh, to talk and, and get into things. Um, can, let's just start with, uh, with you, you know, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Drew. I guess they already know that if they're looking at the name of this podcast. Um, so I'm honestly just a normal dude uh, who started shooting and taking my own uh, kind of training seriously about seven to eight years ago and uh, started carrying concealed every day, dry firing all the time, uh, dropping, you know, 50 to 100,000 rounds a year downrange for uh, about two, two and a half, three years in a row. Um, to kind of kickstart um, or rather catch up uh, my training to where I felt like it needed to be or my skill set to where it needed to be. So um, I had grown up around guns my whole life, um, believed in the Second Amendment my whole life, but just had never really, um, I don't think I'd really, ever really connected those dots beyond like, we should have guns. I never really um, understood that it was kind of like our birthright. And not just a right, but, um, in a weird way, it's kind of demanded of us. I I feel like, so it's probably in my early twenties where that really started to catch hold. And, uh, by late twenties, I got, you know, 
knee deep in the second amendment world, started making uh, the job I was working at the time didn't offer very many creative outlets. And I've always been a big video media guy uh, right back from like filming my own videos back as a kid um, and starting video production teams with different companies I'd worked for. And so at that particular time in my life, late twenties, I uh, was working a job offered basically no creative um, freedom whatsoever, but I did have freedom over my time and my schedule. And so I could schedule a lot of my work um, in the evenings or like front load my week with a ton of work and then have a couple of days uh, very free at the end of the week and started shooting my own shooting videos and yep. really just to um, hold myself accountable. And um, so I could kind of track my progress over, you know, days and weeks. And, uh, I got, you know, this was back in like the heyday of Instagram shooting when there yeah, were like, no, no one was throttled five no or one six was, years ago. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I, I want to say it was like, I think my first post was back in like 2015 or something like that. And, um, you know, those who have been in this world long enough remember this, it was like the golden age of sub second drawing and threaded Glock barrels. I was, I was and, saying the roll on special era. Yes, the role in special era and like true exodus came on the scene and that's when T-Rex arms and the yep. sidecar came out. And like, I was one of those millions of people that saw that and was like, oh, I can do that. And I did. And so I started um, just making videos just for my own um, enjoyment and posting them on my Instagram, which I don't think I had, I think I may have had like 400 followers that were all like former students of mine or a couple family members, but that was it. That's crazy. And slowly, but surely it just kind of blew up. I think I did like a Chewbacca. Yeah. It was a Chewbacca <laughs> video back in the day where I was back, uh, back when that video went viral of a woman with a Chewbacca mask, um, blew up on the internet. And I was like, Oh, I'll, shoot some like, drills i'll do you, that yeah yeah i'll just but just, just for fun i never honestly never thought it would go anywhere um as with most things i just do them because it makes me happy and so i did that that kind of blew up and one thing led to another and i've been uh producing media in the defense industry in the gun world second amendment community whatever you want to call it for the past six to seven years something like that yeah that's so, pretty i mean it's awesome i mean i think that with what you get to do daily, um, it's well, a <clears throat> fully acknowledging it is never as glamorous as everyone assumes it is. Like I'm not yeah. <laughs> uh, missing that point, but it is, I mean, it's almost, it's, it's as close, I think, as you can get to like an ideal job in the industry, I think, um, short of, I mean, I don't know, maybe owning, well, no, because owning a company sucks. I grew up in a family with a small business, so uh, I'll, re I'll retract that because owning is never, <laughs> it, it's never as fun as it sounds either, but I'd say your job gets pretty close to like ideal. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, all jobs are jobs. So long as you're working for someone else, it is ultimately a job. Mm -hmm. Like you only have so much control over it. Um, so there's, there is that aspect of it. But like today, you know, today I was out on the range and I never once picked up a gun. Um, there was already there were other shooters slated for today. I was basically just behind the camera and, um, and kind of like directing the shoot. Um super, super easy day. Like I did, I, I'm not going to say I didn't do anything. Obviously it's easy to me because I've been doing <laughs> yeah. this for years. Right. right. Um, throw anybody else in there and like, yeah, you're going to have a bad day with a bunch of people asking you questions that you can't answer. But to me, it was an easy day and it was 65 overcast. And 
that's what I did for like eight See, hours. That sounds that sounds amazing. Like I I spent like two hours out in like the 38 degree weather today hanging Christmas lights. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's 38 or, or I think maybe we got to 40 at some point. I was like, it's actually not too bad. You know, I'll, I'll take advantage and go hang up Christmas lights. And I was actually thinking about it earlier because I'm like, you know, because you're in Tennessee, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I wonder what the weather is like down south right now. Like, is everybody really getting hit this hard as, as we are? Because I, and, and 40 is not that bad, but like, God, it sucks. Like, but 40 that, is freezing to me. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not used to it, but <laughs> anytime we'll get... I post something with like me with a coat on, I'm like, it was so cold out today. And people were like, it looks like it was like 50. I'm like, it was. And I was freezing. It was. And I hated it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No, I, I think the last range day I had outside, um, I think the high was 34 that day. Yeah, and mid, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I just die. <laughs> well, we, uh, luckily, my, my buddy, it was, it's his property that we were shooting on. He, like, before me and uh, my friend got there, we, uh, he started a fire with like some pallets and stuff. Like it was, yeah. it was a pretty cool setup and everything. And, um, you know, just shoot with gloves on and that, that, that opened up a whole nother set of issues. Cause accounting for gloved hands is, uh, I think, and I posted about it too, like something people totally miss on, like it, it's going to change. Like yeah. you should do it, you know, more often than you think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 65, that's, that's like, I'd still be, I'd probably be out in a t-shirt and jeans. Like I'd, I'd be loving that shit right now. Yeah, That'd be great. It, it was great, but it, it was kind of funny because I came in, like we, like I got back to the shop, and one of the um, one of my buddies who works there, he was like, "Hey, so how'd it go?" I'm like, oh, "It was okay. Like it was fine." They're like, "Did you shoot any?" I'm like, "No, I didn't shoot any today, man." Like, but you know, we got we got a, some cool videos done, and uh, and I turned to Josh and I was like, "Dude, ultimately, like we were out at on the range, we put up some targets, we." told people where to shoot we came up with some video ideas on the fly and we got paid so mm -hmm. really how bad is it this is pretty much kind of like you know when you're in it you're like oh it could be so much better in these in all these ways right right but when you're not in it before before you get into it you're like oh my god that's a dream job and yeah it totally is this is a, like i get to you know i get to do what i enjoy for the most part um, and make a living doing it. So I don't have any legitimate complaints. So, yeah, I mean, and you to, I would settle for at least being able to carry a firearm at work, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do because I, I well, well, asterisk, I do because I work from home. So, <laughs> but like when I go and make trips into the building, um, obviously not, you know, I think the most that I carry is like medical stuff, like tourniquet and, and IFAC and stuff. And that's like shoved in my laptop bag, but like, we can't have no knives, no firearms, no sharp sticks, like yeah. absolutely nothing. It's, um, I know a lot of people would, would, would settle for, for just that. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it, it, it does, it sounds like a pretty, you know, sweet gig and, uh, kind of taking everything that, that you had kind of built on your own, uh, I, I, your own skills, right. With, sure. with social, uh, social media and video editing and, and all that stuff. And, um, and I think, and that has actually, I would say, um, in the last, yeah, realistically five, six years, right. Since Instagram kind of really took off, um, I think has been an inspiration for a lot of people to see that, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't presume to under, to know like your finances, but that, you know, an average guy can afford to run night vision can afford, can, you know, can just do the things that, that you're out there doing. You know, it is possible yeah. to, 
to get out there and train and to buy the, and that's honestly some of the, the most, for me, some of the most impactful stuff you put out at different points, right. was like, Hey, you can afford, uh, I don't even know what kind of the, the bino nods that you run. I don't know what you have, but, um, you're like, well, actually, if you just break this down here and look at where you spend all your money each month, like you can save like 300 bucks a month by cutting out these couple of things. And, you know, over a year, then you'll have the money or or something like that. I mean, it's, it sounds super weird, but I think there's like a stigma attached to having a side job. That's not like in a, like a hustle. Like it's, it's, I think there's a stigma attached to someone going out and getting a job at Walmart to work 10 hours, uh, a week and a night shift. There definitely is. There definitely Um, is. When, when really like when you want to talk about earning extra income, to be able to afford a couple things or maybe take that extra money and invest in something, whatever it may be, whether it's night vision or extra ammo or just your savings account. Um, it's not very glamorous all the time. I mean, and I want people to think about that. Like, yeah, if you want these things or, or if you think that they would um, increase your survivability or increase your um, ability to respond to a threat at night or like just whenever, it's like, yeah, you should, you should look at trying to afford it, cut out excess in your life, <laughs> cut out, I'm not saying cut out all entertainment. Like we are humans, humans, like entertainment and having fun is literally wired into who we are. Like you have to do some things fun. Um, but I feel like we're over entertained in our world. And if you're able to kind of pull some of that out of your life, especially the stuff that costs money um, and then make extra on the side, it's like, you can afford a lot of stuff, especially over time, not to mention like all the stuff we already have, like your average American, even those who aren't very well off is sitting on a horde of things they can sell. So yeah, it's um, I, like, like for my nods, um, I kind of, I'd, I'd known, I was looking at getting a 14 because at the time that was all I could afford. And that's what I just got. <laughs> yeah. It, which is amazing. Like I, there's plenty of people with 14s that could run circles around me with binos. Um, so I was going to buy a 14 to get started. Um, one of my, and this just is kind of, this is actually a good story for people who are interested in getting into the industry, because this kind of gives them um, a behind the scenes look on how some of this works. Uh, and I don't think anybody involved in this story would mind me telling it because it's just it's how it is. So uh, being that I have done media for myself in the gun world for so long, whenever I look at taking on um projects, I almost have to figure out how to, how do I value my time? Right. And so whenever I was looking for night vision that I was going to actually purchase, I was like, well, I actually have multiple friends that all have night vision companies. Okay. So I looked at three of them and the owner, each of each of which the owners I knew, and I was like, none of you guys are doing media very well at all, (laughs) at all. And, um, I would constantly be like feeding them ideas. Like, Hey, try this. Like, here's a, here's a video that no one's doing Which, right now. So I will, I will interject there and just say anybody listening that gets the big brained idea to approach somebody the way that kind of like we were talking about, there's a professional way to do this. And if you do it that way, you may be more successful than not. If you just say, Hey, your media sucks, hire me, I'll fix it. <laughs> you're probably going to get a middle finger if any response, and you definitely won't get anything positive out of it. 
Yes, um, I'm a big fan of caught, not taught. So I'll I'll literally tell you my strategy for how I do it. Okay, and it might might sound self serving. That's fine. I don't care. People can think what they want, but this is how it's done. So, uh, you see this all the time. In fact, you and I were talking about this offline before we started. How um, someone will come to your page, watch a video that you put up on your Instagram for free of you demoing some dry fire thing, and they'll take the time to slide into your comment section and like critique you heavily over it. Right. Like it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. So like, that's kind of the equivalent of going to these companies and being like, you need to change this. It's like, nah, dude, what if one of those dudes that had a problem with the way that you're doing something, I don't know if he were to shoot a video on potentially a better way and then send that to you in DMS, it'd be much more, you'd be much more receptive to it. Right. I've had exactly that happen with, uh, one of the guys from Orion training group, Burke, who's been on the pod and really, really good guy. Um, there had definitely been some people that did, they left stupid comments and stuff. And <laughs> like some of them, some of them were valid. Most of them were just like, I do it this way, which makes way more sense. And <clears throat> in practical application, it didn't like, you should not negotiate a doorway with a gun completely vertical or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, um, but Burke had read, he left a comment. He's like, Hey man, um, if you do it that way, you're going to get, I think he like zucked or zapped or something like I'll shoot you a message and like show you what I'm talking about. And then he did. Cool. He sent me like nine messages with video and stuff and was like, Hey man, um, here, I set these tables up like a doorway and here's what I'm talking about. And it was like, dude, that was awesome. And way better received, mm-hmm. like super positive experience versus yeah. Like you're saying like, well, that was awesome. Time to block this guy. Yep. Yep. So, so at least kind of behind the scenes and, and I feel like this is probably true for most industries. So in whatever it is that, you want to do or want to get into for those who are listening, like this is a good way of getting your foot in the door. So what I would typically do is I believe in caught, not taught. In other words, don't tell people what to do, show them how to do it and make them want you to do it for them. Right. So um, what I would do is um, I would send off video ideas to these three companies that all of whom I had a personal relationship with just from talking to them over time. And we're all kind of in the same industry. Well, we're all kind of, uh, we're associates by nature, right? So inevitably you become friends with some of those associates, uh, especially the like-minded ones. And so I'd constantly be kicking over ideas back and forth to all of them being like, Hey, you know, no one knows what signal to noise ratio is. Like when you put SNR, or when you put these like abbreviations for these night vision, for this night vision vocabulary, your average Joe has no clue what you're talking about whatsoever. Like, yeah, I did not. Just, I'd have a friend help me when I was buying mine. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know them all. Like I still have to go back. I'm like, Oh crap. What is that again? And I have to go look it up, you know? Um, and I've been using units for a long time. So it's very confusing. And it's just like, Hey man, why don't you just do a serial? why don't you create a glossary, right? Like a, like a dictionary of just night vision terms, make that available on your site and then take 30 days on your Instagram. And once a day, uh, and for every day of the month, knock out one of those terms, do a video that shows, you know, what, what you're talking about. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Now they didn't end up doing it because they didn't have the media prowess or the bandwidth. Um, or the know-how to actually like, capture that footage and show it. But I planted the idea, which does a couple of things. Number one, it serves that company. Number two, it serves the community. And number three, it serves myself. So everyone wins when you have a good idea that right. you can share 
and then execute if you get the opportunity. So um, I just kept on doing this. And uh, between that and the personal media that I would create for myself, mm-hmm. that that those that my buddies would see uh, from those companies over time, uh, I never ask for anything. Um, I don't think I ask for anything from anyone unless it's like a cl- like an actual friend in the industry and we help each other out. Sure. Um, but typically, what you want to do is um, kind of plant the seed, give some good ideas, show people how good you are at something, uh, and then just wait for them to come to you. If you build it, they'll come. And that's exactly what I did for Night Vision. So, um, so for me, it was a little bit different in that um, I put in all this work on the front end. If you want to talk about time and hours and the value of ideas, like you could attribute a monetary number to all of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so on the front end, I put in all this time or I invested all this time and energy and thought. And on the tail end, it paid off because one of those guys over the course of like three years was like, hey, I'm, our, you know, my company is finally at a place where I could send you a unit if you'd like to run it. And like, no. Um, it's yours. There is no, um, there are no strings attached. Uh, but I already know from looking at your media and from looking at how you behave online, that, um, you'll lead people in a good direction, whether it's to us or somebody else. And yeah. it was just like, that was the kind of relationship I wanted something where, um, both parties would, tr- would deliver. Right. And there Everyone was never like, a, yeah. exactly. And ultimately when you can like nurture a relationship like that, especially like it's kind of hard to do that when both parties aren't also focused on making sure the end user has a great experience too. Right. And that's, and that's the tough part, I think with what people perceive with, well, and and there is some truth to it, right? The perception that all of social media is just marketing guys, either marketing themselves or trying to like hawk some crappy product because they get paid to do it. And, mm-hmm. and certainly they're, I mean, like looking at you, Olight, like there is definitely a ton of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't even have a problem saying that. Like, I, I just, I've heard enough bad things. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, whatever, you know? Um, but I think that that three pronged explanation that you kind of put to it, I think is, you know, to your point, if you can make that work, um, it it sounds self-serving if you look at it from that lens. Cause I feel like, you know, and I'm sure you've probably gotten your share of messages from people that are like, you know, oh, whatever, you're just a fanboy, or you're just, you know, <laughs> or, I mean, I don't know. I can only yeah. imagine some of the negative. I mean, it, it's nice to assume that guys like, you know, yourself or uh, you know, or Josh Lowry or any of those guys, right? Like anybody mm-hmm. in the shooting community who has any kind of following that you only get positive uh messages and feedback. Yeah. Um I know that that is not the way that it works. Um, yeah. You know, and anybody listening, if you think that's how it works, no matter what level you get to, you're, you're, you're dead freaking wrong. <laughs> um, but if you, if you approach it, you know, like, does it benefit the company? Does it benefit the community? Does it benefit me? That's a really, I like the way you put that. Like it, it makes it make sense for everybody. And I think the good companies out there, which there are bad companies, right? But the good companies out there will see the value in that. Yep. Yep. I mean, everyone should want everyone involved in something to win. Like consumers should want companies and individuals to win. Uh, individuals like co- and contractors should want companies and the consumer to win. And the companies should want both the people they employ and the consumer to win. Because when all three of those things are happening, like typically you're getting a better final product. 
Right. Um, if right. no one's having a bad experience, that's a huge win. And it keeps so, the wheels turning. People are going to come back yes. for repeat business. They're going to say, you know, to their buddy that, I mean, in this instance, night vision, when they're ready to get into a 14 or, I mean, or whatever, right? Hey, I had a really, you know, I bought mine. Um, I don't have a problem saying this. I just bought mine through uh, Steel Industries. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that the site gave you for whatever, like drop down for their Black Friday sale, like whatever tube number you picked it would show you a picture. So you could see like if there was imperfections or not. And it yep. gave you a reading of all those technical SNR and all that stuff that I don't yeah. understand. Um, so luckily I did have a friend that was like, all right, you want this, this, and this, look at this range and this range. And um, I annoyed the shit out of him for like a good 45 minutes. It, it was like <laughs> 1230 in the morning when I finally ordered my unit. But um, the steel, steel industries was great because they, you know, you, you're not rolling the dice on, is my tube going to look like shit? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have a big black dot in the middle of it. And yep. some companies, what I mean, I don't think it's malicious or they're doing it on purpose or to be misleading. Some sites just don't have that where you can pick your tube and actually see this is what you're getting. And, you know, to steel industry's credit, they, they do do that. And for somebody like me who, I mean, I got away with like, it was like 2,800 bucks after everything all said and done. And, you know, but that's still, that's a lot of money for a lot of people, for most people, right? Yeah. You want to know what you're getting and you know hey maybe it costs them a little bit more in the process to do that with their site i have no idea maybe it does maybe it doesn't but you know it's going to be better like you said for the consumer which is going to be better for the company like it's it it just it makes more sense to do it that way yeah yeah well dom dom still he's like he's the guy who i i I talked to for years but just behind Mm -hmm. the scenes at shot show or we play call of duty together like you name it and just after a while i was like you know, here's the other thing about night vision is every night vision company, someone has something negative to say about it. It's such a net, it, it can be such a nitpicky and negative community. It's outrageous. But, um, steel was one of those companies that I'd heard the least bad things. about. Yeah. I haven't heard anything sense. bad about them, but I had and only so, been looking for a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, um, but I would known Dom for a while. I'm not super close, but, um, I was like, I kind of had a, feeling like I understood like his heart for the, uh, for the company. I'm like, you know, there's a young guy who's genuinely trying to make things better in this world. That's very gate kept. Right. Um, he's trying to simplify or bring people in around him to help simplify night vision to the average consumer. Um, whereas, uh, and in a modern way, like this is no knock on CNBC, but you go on their website and it looks like it was built in the late 80s. Like you can't even hardly find anything. That's, I, mean, I, I have struggled navigating that site like, as well. Don't get me wrong. Like I love going to their website and looking at just hundreds of different, you know, night vision accessories they have on there. But see, I don't. I usually end up at their site as a result of some Google search that takes me directly to what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, I've, I, I have. I have struggled looking because I, I mean... I did not just go straight to the steel site and like, that's, that's what I'm buying from. Like I looked at probably at least eight different companies that had stuff up, you know, I mean, black Friday sales, you know, and then there'd be disqualifying things. I didn't want green phosphor, like green can be fine. I wanted white, you know, I wanted gen three, not the gen two plus or whatever can, that can be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you run, but I wanted, you know, now past that, like I got Elbit. I don't know that. I don't know enough to know the difference between Elbit and L3 and dude Elbits are amazing. I um, love Elbits. So I, I have turned it on one time in my basement so far. Yeah. Cause I don't like 
so I, I bought it. Um, and this is going to sound awful, but my wife will forgive me. So it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving went to my parents' house, like had a really good time. Great time with the family. She drank too much um, <clears throat> as she usually does when she hangs out with my family. Um, so she like, we got home, she was like getting sick in the bathroom and I'm like, all right, like I can't do anything to help her. It's just like a time thing. Right. Yeah. I started stress cleaning the kitchen and stuff. And like, by the time she was done, like put her to bed and I'm like, okay, it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on here. Like I had been looking, I was like almost ready to go and everything. And I'm like looking through all these sites and stuff. And, you know, I came back to steel was just the one that I I came back to. And then like connected with uh, a buddy of mine, um, John over at LARP labs who has 14. He's like, listen, dude, like, look at the specs here. Like he messaged back and forth on Instagram with me for like 45 minutes. He was super patient with me as I'm like sitting there freaking out over this and everything. And like finally found one that looked good. The, the, the stats and everything are good. And I'm like, all right, this is the one I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> then my bank blocked my credit card transfer because, or because of uh the dollar amount. So I had to run it again. I was like freaking out and shit, but (laughs) what if somebody takes it? You know, I wanted that unit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, if anybody listening to this has the funds to do it, like, dude, just buy night vision, just do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of good places to buy it from. Not just, I mean, you, I know you and I are both fans of steel, but Mm -hmm. there's other good, like Goonin, Goonin, uh, Goonin gear or something like that. Yep. That's uh, a good he's, one. He's an incredibly knowledgeable source and a genuinely good dude who provides good service. Um, I know core vision, um, not training, but core vision, um, industries. I think they, I think they just do rentals. I can't remember if they sell, but renting is another good option for a lot of people that are just want to get into Didn't it. Didn't even like know for, that was a thing. Oh yeah. You can rent them. And then actually this is one of the cool things about Milsom events is when you go to a Milsom event, especially like American Milsim. I don't know if Milsim West does this, but American Milsim, you can go and they have night vision rental units on site. That's so, awesome. That's a great way for people to get, you know, time under the device before they, I mean, I don't want to say before they decide to buy it or not, because you just should, but you know, I mean, maybe <laughs> if you just got to like, you know, scratch that itch before you have the money together, that's yeah. not a bad way. I didn't, I mean, it's cool to hear that companies offer that, that avenue. Um, just given the price of the units, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. cheap night vision, like gen two plus green Foss is 1800 bucks, two grand, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like you're loaning out a, like a, it, like you could, you could loan out like a M and P sport too, which I love great mm-hmm. rifles for the money and everything. Like, but I would have a lot easier time swallowing that pill at like 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Then like, here, take this $2,000 unit. That's like the size of your hand that you're just going to strap to your head as you run around in the dark. Like, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, I mean, cool. That that's, that's actually dude, offered. Dude, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear an awesome idea? I've actually not, I've thought about this several times. I've never pitched it to a night vision company, but if one is listening, here you go. Solid okay. Gold incoming. So, <laughs> so if you want, if you do night vision rentals, which if you don't, you probably should, uh, what you need to do is come Valentine's day. Um, right. Cause everyone, you know, you could buy chocolates or you could buy someone an experience. Right. So how, t- okay. Tell me if you were the same way, the moment your night vision came in, you were like, babe, come outside at night. You have to look through this. Right. Like uh, I, I did not yet. She was just, she was just as excited. She would like left for work that morning. Cause yeah. she goes in the office two days a week and it came on a Tuesday and 
She's like getting ready to walk out the door. She's like, all right, I love you. Have a good day. Send me a yeah. picture when it comes. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. You know, nice. so, uh, but then the first night I turned it on, I was like, yeah, come down here. Like walk around the basement. Like, look at this thing. Like, check this out. And she thought it was really cool. Yeah. So, so here's the idea. Uh, do, do two for one packages. So someone can rent. It's like, it's a, it's a Valentine's day package, right? Or it's a date night package. Okay. You rent two 14s that come pre-mounted on the, or that come on the helmets. Um, and you literally like go outside and do a nighttime picnic with, um, or a nighttime like dinner outside under the stars with your night vision units on. I mean, come on. Yeah, the idea sells itself. There you go. I know, know, right? Even if maybe that'd be better for an April Fool's Day product package. No, honestly, because (laughs) no, because I mean, okay, so you get the wife a little sauced up, you show her how great this is. And then like next thing you know, she's saying, yeah, you can go ahead and spend the money on night vision. That was great. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Get the grease the wheels, get get things moving and have her under because that was. And my wife is tremendously supportive of every, like she's been on the pod. She's hosted an episode. She's done some content stuff and everything. Like she's great, but she even, she looked at it. She's like, do you, does it make sense for you to buy it right now? I'm like, well, as opposed to what, like later, she's like, yeah. but you don't have anybody right now that you, you train with or, or, or practice with. I'm like, well, I mean, not yet. I do have friends now that I have recently connected with that own night vision too, but like, yeah, I mean, it is running around in the 28 degree, like January evenings in Michigan with night vision on something I'm in a hurry to do. Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, if I, you know, if I do it now, then I'll have time to, because I did, I financed like 600 bucks of it. Um, could have paid it off. Didn't want to pull the extra money out of the savings, but whatever. I'm like, cause then I'm gonna have to buy the mount. I'm gonna have to buy the, the noise fighter J arm that I want and stuff. Like I already had the helmet. Thank you, Uncle Joe Biden, for your stimulus monies that bought me helmets. Um, and like, so I'm like, there's other stuff I have to get. And then I gotta get like a laser and everything. So it'll be fine. By the time like I can actually get out there and do stuff, like I don't want to be like the impaired kid that's running around with only the night vision, but no aiming system. So yeah, <laughs> like, I want to be, I want to be fully functional like everyone else. Um, that probably sounded really, really insensitive. So if anybody listening was offended, I'm sorry. But uh, no, I, I, I want, I want to be fully functional when I get out there, you know? So yeah. Um, so I guess that conversation combined with the fact that I had to help her into bed and get a bucket with some water and put it next to her just in case anything happened. Like, I was like, you know what? I deserve nice things. I'm going <laughs> to go buy this for myself. And she's never told me like, nope, you can't have that. She's, she's very, she's very supportive. Yeah. I'm usually the one who's neurotic about the large purchases, but that, that like for like a solid six hours, I was at my parents' house for Thanksgiving. I'm like, she actually pushed back on this a little bit. Maybe it's like a sign from God. I shouldn't. I just as I do it. Like I, yeah. it, it just, I, if you, it's kind of like when people get into a suppressor, right? Everyone's biggest gripe with buying a, a can is what? The wait time. Exactly. And somebody, I don't even know who, who it was. It might've been you in one of your videos. Somebody said it and it was so profound. Like everyone complains about the six month wait time, but that clock never starts ticking until you, till, until you actually do it. I was like, oh. holy shit. Yeah, that could like you could, like put that on a bumper sticker. Like that was that like that just hit me in my core. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So I did kind of like you were talking about earlier. I sold all almost all of my uh disc golf frisbees and everything. Cause uh-huh. I when I got involved with that, dude, I went like I went way in. <laughs> so I had like several hundred that yeah. I bought. And with the the shipping problems we had during COVID and all that stuff, um, secondary market blew up huge. 
dude, with money got from just selling Frisbees to people over Facebook, I bought a Dead Air Sandman S. I bought a brand new Orion belt in Ranger Green. I bought a new uh, Pharaoh Slickster in Ranger Green. I got the, whatever it is, like the one that the guys from um, GBRS, the, the drop system for the holster, yep. I bought that. It was like 75 bucks. Dude, I made so much money just selling stupid freaking Frisbees. It was that's awesome. Dumb. It was so dumb, and I still have like forty of them sitting down here. They're like they're the the ones that I used a lot. So, I mean, I was take it to like a local like sporting goods store or played against sports and be like, it gives me like a hundred bucks for these. Like, I just I want them gone, you know. Yeah. But hey, like look around your house, find what you can sell, man. You can you can afford all kinds of fun shit. Um, and now that we have e forms, cans take like four months. Yeah, yeah, and most people have way too many guns. I mean, in a, in a way, there's no such thing as too many guns, but they have more guns than they could ever possibly use. And right. so for me, it's like I'm in the process of of selling a lot of mine just because it's there. Some of them I haven't touched for five years, six years. Some I haven't touched since before I even started all this shooting on Instagram. So how did I mean? So how do you how did you make those decisions around what to keep and what not? Because I feel like every time certain social media personalities pop up shooting a new gun guys are like oh dude i gotta have it you know like yeah everybody not everybody obviously but a lot of guys are on the sig train right now because there are i'm not gonna get into names but there are a lot of people who are like man sig is dope you all need to run sig this is the greatest handgun i've ever shot and it's like is it or <laughs> you know is it just as or, or in my hands would it be just as good as my Glock 19 my M&P you know like yeah how did you figure that out so for me it comes down to what capability does this tool give me and if it doesn't give me a capability that something else i already own gives me then it's not really worth it um that was, it was a lot easier to get out of control with how much stuff I owned whenever I was single <laughs> or before oh, I had yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. And now that I have kids, it's like, okay, my, not saying that, 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 that is the catalyst for everyone, but just in, for me, that's what kind of clicked over into being less wasteful and more intentional about like my purchases. Um, because, Um, well, first of all, you accumulate all kinds of toys and just all kinds of just crap when you have children. And it's like, I'm, I'm very minimalist and OCD and I cannot stand clutter. My wife and I even fight about how much decor she has in the house, which is like very specific decor. And she does not have a ton. Like she's pretty minimalist also, but even for me, I'm like, everybody has that conversation with their wife and (laughs) that you're in good company with those of us that stress about the decor in the house. Yes. Like, do we need a rug in the kitchen? That is a, um, that is a truck with a, uh, a Christmas tree hanging out the back of it during Christmas time. Like you have to have seasonal decor. Don't be silly. Come on. Oh yeah. So, so, so my wife and kids are actually visiting her parents, uh, for a week or so. And the moment I got back from to the house after meeting them halfway, I took that rug and I rolled it up and I shoved it behind the washing machine. So I was like, this is my house now. We're we're getting minimalist, baby. (laughs) That's so awesome. Like, like, (laughs) yeah, watch it. You know, it'll be, it'll be there when she gets back. You'll, yeah, I showed her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll clean it and everything. Like, oh man, we're so domesticated when that's a, when that's a win, how far have we fallen as men? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
But what were we even talking about? I don't even uh, know. Firearms and. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The capability. So, like, right. for me, it's it's about, like, removing clutter from my life in general. And, uh, like, when, you're, when your life has margin for clutter, by all means, I say clutter, when your life has margin for extra, like, feel free to indulge. I have no problem with that. I own as many guns, as many variations. Like, get all the cool stuff. Enjoy every minute of it. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think that there is nothing wrong with enjoying having awesome guns that do nothing other than bring you enjoyment. There's nothing wrong with that. For me... I'm at a point in my life where I just, I, I've got to remove the clutter. I've got to remove the excess, trim the fat, and I, it all comes down to capability. So I'm only keeping up a couple of guns. Um, uh, I've got, I mean, I've, I've got a couple that are just like, you know, like maybe a company sent me something and I haven't, I don't feel like I've tested it enough sure. yet, you know, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to be, um, I think it's pretty unethical for someone to send you something and then you turn around and sell it. Like, that's not me. Like, I don't do that. If yeah. There's gonna... a degree of professionalism. There. Exactly. I yeah. And it's the same thing with like the original Glock. My dad bought me whenever I turned like 23 or something. Like oh yeah. That. No, like, you don't I'm... get rid of that. Exactly. So like when something's given to me as a gift, unless mm-hmm. that gift <clears throat> is causing me like some kind of, unless that gift is like really taking up a room or something like that, like I'm going to keep it, whether it's yeah. a family member sending me a gift or a company sending me a gift whatever it is. So I, I keep those, but everything else um, just kind of like goes away. So I have a 10 five that is like one of my main builds. It's just, I know it's not as capable as like a 14 five or 16 inch, but I just absolutely love it. Um, I can do a lot with it. Even like, I know it's limitations and can really stretch those. Right. So um, I have that. Um, I also have uh, but also have like a, an 11.5 BCM, a 12.5 Centurion and the 11.5 BCM, and the 12.5 Centurion. I'm like, they don't really give me that much capability beyond what I'm already getting with my 10.5, maybe a little yeah. bit more in terms of like terminal ballistics and stuff like that, but nothing like. It's truly... almost a negligible difference that you can look at a, these three and go, you know, like I'm just going to flip a coin on which one I'm going to keep. And then the other two gone. Yes. And, and, and and I think every man that has a rifle is OCD in the same way that I am. And that if they have a rifle, that's not completely kitted out. It just nags at them. So I have these other guns that don't really bring me any capability and I don't feel like, you know, dropping, you know, another grand on a laser, another grand on an optic and mounts. And it's just like, I, I could do that. But them just sitting bare in my shop just drives me insane. I just, I'd rather get rid of it's, them. Yeah. I mean, so, with the possible exception, I'll add there. Um, if you need to have it like a secondary or something like that for your wife in the event that that would be needed, or maybe yes. like if you want to have something extra for a friend in the event that things go real sideways, like yep. not the worst idea in the world. Um, oh, that's a great idea. I but, mean, you should have a backup to your own rifle. So like I have... I have a 10.5 and I'm keeping the BCM 11.5 because they're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 16 inch Tavor and I'm getting ready to buy a new um, a 14.5. I got rid of my old 14.5 AR, but I'm going to get another one. So that kind of gives me, um, I know it sounds like a lot and we're talking about four guns, but between those four guns, it gives me capability in two different realms, right? A short gun for short work, long gun for longer work. And, probably going to be selling like my 300 wind mag, a lot of my hunting rifles and, um, and all the extra stuff and investing in like a scar 17 for a DMR. Uh, because that is again, a different capability. 
got rid of my other a ton of my pistols. Whenever I got night vision, well, night vision gives me a whole a whole and completely different capability. Um, I have probably six man. Probably have like ten Glocks or something like that. Downsizing those big time, sticking with two main ones. Actually, probably three main ones. The original sure. one my dad gave me back in the day, which is like iconic in the gun world. Like it's it was the one that got milled up back before milling was like a thing that everyone did. That everyone did, right? Yeah. So there's that one, and it's also I mean that's a Glock that has 150 thousand rounds on it. With like yeah. I can count the number of malfunctions on one hand, and it's because the parts are just wearing out. So again, can't ever get rid of that. Um, OZ nine and another Zev gun, which are like Gucci Glocks, but that right. function really well. So those are probably the three I'm going to stick with. Um, and then I got rid of all my other brands. Like I don't need, I just, I don't care. Like I would love a SIG. Don't get me wrong. I would love a SIG, but not because I need another pistol, but because I would turn it into a Flux Raider. You um, see, I, I don't like, but so I don't need that. I don't need that no, at all. And so that's, that's the like, thing is I think a lot of guys look at this and they go, I can't get into, I can't afford fill in the blank what you're talking about. Right. <clears throat> but then they have, you know, like, and I know, so I know a few people like this, they have seven different hunting rifles. Like, Oh, I got this 20 gauge shotgun that was gifted to me. Like, okay, fine. I don't see the point in a 20 gauge, but you know what? He, he just had two small children. So like, okay, in a couple of years, you're going to find the point to that. And that's going to be cool. But then there's like five different or six other different bolt action rifles and half of them are in 308. And it's like, okay. Um, is there a lot of value here or could you sell this to get into, you know, an AR? Would that make more sense for, for home defense, you know, or, you know, you bought this 45 uh, Springfield XD. Like, do you really, do you really still need that? Like, I, I would think that nobody needs that personally based <laughs> off of experiences and stories from Springfield. Um, but people don't, they don't want to sell any of that stuff. They don't even want to look into it. They, I, I mean, the paperwork is kind of a hassle. I get it to some extent, but it's not a really a good excuse. Um, but if you do downsize that stuff, that's how like you said you can then reinvest those funds. Like your, your net investment, we'll call it that, right? The money spent on guns and, and gear doesn't change. You're just selling it. That money is not, a, it's like, you can just reappropriate it to body armor. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Play care. I mean, those are more capabilities. Well, and yeah. And there's people that like, I just, this like black Friday, I like guilt tripped my brother into buying real armor. He got some like level four plates that were like just under four and a half pounds. And he had been rocking steel before that. I'm like, listen, I'm pretty sure he got them in the mail today. I'm like, listen, when you get those plates, I need you to take your carrier with the steel. I want you to like wear that around your basement for like 20, maybe 30 (laughs) minutes. And then swap the plates over and put it back on and just tell me again how you feel about this purchase. Because like he got a sick deal too. Like they were on a really good Black Friday sale. And then he used some browser app, like Honey or something. He like after shipping, he paid two eighty five, like unreal like, wow good price. I think they're Ace Links, so like a oh, pretty reputable yeah, company. That's, it's not bad. No, it's a it's a reputable company. Yeah. Well, and yeah, the dumb part is he's like, well, I don't know, I still have to pay for shipping. I'm like, it's still two eighty five. He's like, well, I could go with this Battle Steel stuff, which is just the company name. They were they're poly ceramic, um, but okay. I was like, dude, stop. Like just. <laughs> Just actually, I take that. I don't think they were level four. I think they were level three pluses that he got, but they were multi curve, uh-huh. super freaking light. I'm like, dude, you're you're in way better shape with these. Like, just just do this. And he, you know, like, cool man. But I, that's always surprising to me too. Number of guys like I was that guy for a little bit, like that ru- that runs steel because it's a hundred bucks a plate. And yeah. you're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, mm, 
if you just wait a little bit and save like another hundred bucks, you can get some way better play. I mean, um, I think T-Rex had like those Hesco L210s on sale for ever and ever. They were like 330 or 340 for the yeah. pair. And I'm like, that's a steal. If I it, needed plates, I'd buy them. Yeah. It blows my mind how cheap L210s are and how good they are. It is out. Yeah. It is outrageous that that plate exists. And, and it's not, like, they're at the lightest thing, but they're also far from heavy. They're, they're oh, just, yeah. but they're under six pounds a piece. Like that's yeah. really not bad. That's not. And I think, but, you know, if you're looking at getting into to plates, like you could do a lot worse than that. Oh yeah. And like, um, I mean, I'm glad you brought up armor because um, when we're talking about gun purchases, yeah, it's not just gun purchases. It's any kind of capability that makes you a more resilient um, individual or like a more prepared family uh, that in my opinion is worth the trade. So if, if, a, if a tool that you own and let's say it's a rifle or a handgun or whatever it is, if it is not providing you additional capability, uh, then it's just dead weight and you're doing yourself a disservice. You could invest in body armor. You could invest in, here's an, here's, here's another good, easy one, legitimate cold weather gear. Like if you're living in an area that can dip down into freezing, like Tennessee is not typically not cold compared to the most of the nation. However, once every couple of years, we have a horrible, horrible ice storm. Everything shuts down. You lose power, like the whole nine yards growing up in Kentucky that happened regularly um you know no power for two weeks you'd have to Damn, yeah. you'd have, we'd have neighbors walking five miles to come to our house knowing that we had a generator in a fireplace like this is just it's like a thing right so like cold weather gear legit not cheap knockoffs but like good base layers good insulated jacket um actual waterproof and insulated gloves with liners like that stuff is not boots. cheap yeah boots none of that stuff is cheap um and you can also look at um, just like food prep and like getting everything that you would need to freeze dry food or um, or start a stockpile of canned goods or um, uh, invest in like a water filtration system. I know for me and my family, um, the thing that my wife was pretty passionate about and was absolutely an upfront and ongoing cost. And that is like a, a mini farm like we do chickens and goats now. And that is a capability that, you know, I sold things, I sold yeah. guns and like different possessions in order to be able to afford to buy three goats and uh, two in milk, uh, 17 chickens raised from, you know, Damn. from basically eggs to build the entire enclosure See, the, to the chickens, stock up on like eight months of, of hay and feed. Like it, it was absolutely an investment, but you know what? It gives me and my wife the capability of not going to a grocery store for eight months if we had to. Now it would yeah. not be pretty living, but we could absolutely survive. So see, I'd be, I'd be with it with the chickens. Like, dude, I I've said this to friends. Like I could eat eggs every meal. <laughs> yeah, I just, same. I totally could. I love eggs. Now the goats, and I don't know if I could deal with goats. I've heard horror <laughs> stories about some goats. Dude, they're awful. They're, <laughs> they're so stupid. They're, they're so <laughs> dumb and yet manipulative at the same time. Uh, it, it's like, uh, I, I can't even. Okay, here's a great example of how dumb and yet manipulative they are. Okay, so it's like they're dumb and smart at the same time, and in, in the they're smart in the worst ways and like dumb in the best ways, or maybe it's the the, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but like, like my dog, yeah, 
Yeah. So we'll, we'll get done milking them. Right. And they'll have a little bit of the, the way that you're able to milk them without them like bucking and getting all angry and stuff like that is you give them like special grain. Okay. And it's like, it's a mix of like sweet corn and I won't get into the details. I'll do yeah. a massive video on tactical homesteading here sometime soon, but um, not kidding about that. I'm definitely doing a massive oh, cool. video on that, but anyways, so, um, but uh, you had to, give them essentially treats that are good for them that they eat and just like it's crack. So they focus on that while you milk them and you milk them really fast. And the faster you, the more you do it, the better you get at it and the faster you get at it. So now I'm at a point where it used to take me like half an hour for one of them. Now I can do one of them in like five minutes. So the food that they would normally consume across 30 minutes, they had to shovel it down in five minutes. They never get done with it. So there's always extra leftover. Okay. And they're yeah. not happy about it. You know, I pull it out from in front of them and put it up on a shelf where they can't get to it. And they're clearly angry. Right. So That's uh, awesome. at this point, I'll lead them off the milking stand and down towards the gate where I can let one out and let the other one in. Well, the one that I'm trying to let out, she knows that there's more food up there and she's angry that she didn't get it. But what she doesn't real, like she's so she's so dumb that she can't like remember what happened yesterday, which was the exact same situation. But when I got done milking all of them, I brought a ton of extra food and treats out for them that they could just eat at their leisure. Okay. Right, 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 so it's right. like, they're so dumb. They can't remember what you did yesterday. Um, but they're smart enough to try and be manipulative and try and like, you know, uh, pretend like they're going to leave the gate and then run back in at the last minute. And then they run over to where the food was at. And then they have to stand there like oh where is it at like you're you're so manipulative but at the same time you're so stupid that's goats dude i just i i don't <laughs> i don't know if i have it in me to to live that way like i give people that, that raise animals <clears throat> a ton of credit like i got two dogs and that is more than enough for me it's just yeah. i mean i come from a very suburban family we did that's just that is a little too country living for yeah. what i'm I, I mean i could probably do it you know, it, with it, guidance, but man, I, I would, I, I have, I have no problem saying I'd probably struggle. It, any, probably anybody struggle. can totally do it. It's actually very, very easy. Anybody can do it. Here's what, here's what makes it super hard. You have to be ultra disciplined in doing it. So, and it locks you down. Like if, if I don't milk those goats for a 24 hour period, or if my wife doesn't milk them mm -hmm. for a 24 hour pe period, they'll get mastitis and could possibly die. Jesus. So okay. it's, it's like, okay, if I don't feed these chickens, sure, they can scrap and they can scrape all around the property and probably be okay for a little while. But ultimately, they're just going to get poached by a hawk, which, by the way, has happened or coyote or, or something or anything. Right. Yeah. So it's like it requires um, daily effort, even if it's only 10 minutes, you have to be available for 10 minutes, no matter what. There's no, oh, I'm going to take this trip for three days. And come back and just leave a bunch of food for my dog. Cause I mean, I've done that before. I've left for three or four days, leave a ton of food out for the cats, come back. Yeah. The litter pan's a little, little heavier than normal. And the food's almost yeah. gone. The water's almost gone, but you know, they can survive. But it worked. Yeah. It's not like that for, for a lot of livestock and doing this has given me a huge appreciation for farmers in general. And that. Um, well, number one, obviously the work is physically very difficult, but it's also the mental drain of knowing you're always on the hook, rain, snow, or shine, no matter how you feel, no matter how you're hurt or you're injured, or if you have a migraine or a headache, doesn't matter. You have to do the job. Right. 
And I remember my, man, my wife got onto me big time one night, which I totally deserved it. I got home from work one day and I had the absolute worst migraine. And I was like, don't talk to me about the goats. She was also like, we had just had our, our, our third kid. So it's not like she could just lay the baby down and go up and do it and, and milk the goats and take care of everything herself. It was my responsibility. And I was like, I have a horrible migraine. I'll do it in the morning. And yeah, I got up and I did it in the morning, but it was also like, Hey, it doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you going out there actually makes you more sick. It doesn't matter. You have be to done. get it done. And it's true. And it just, it's a, it's a inconvenient truth. It sucks to hear, but uh, it's one thing I hope a lot of people know before they get into homesteading is, is the toll that it takes the daily toll. Even if it's only a little bit, it is every day. But like you so. said, it, it, it gives to you a lot of capability. It gives mm-hmm. to you a lot of advantages from your neighbor up the street, up the road, you know, the next guy, right. When it, like you said, if, if it came down to it, it wouldn't be pretty, but you have a sustainability of things said like six months or eight months. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which a lot of people would look at, I'm sure and go, yeah, you know, we're never going to be in a situation to need that. <laughs> and then it's like, well, let's jump back to 2020. Right. And like, I've said this before on this podcast, like I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day that, I was, it was a Monday. Um, my wife, we used to work the same company. Um, we didn't anymore. She, my car was in the shop. So she drove me out to work, like went 25 minutes out of her way to drop me off at work and, uh, get to work. And my boss comes around and like, Hey, I texted everybody. And I'm like, looked at my phone. I'm like, Oh yeah, you did. We didn't need to come in basically. Like we thought it was gonna be that two weeks to flatten the curve thing. I'm like, all right, well, I'll stay here for the day. Cause other people were in and then we're going to be at home. So I had a coworker drive me back, you know, on that on our side of town, whatever we met up at a local Meyer and my wife and I were there. We're like, well, let's just grab some stuff. Like we're going to be working for, I'm going to be working for home for a while. So like, let's go grab some stuff. And like the amount of people and with like just overflowing carts full of Mountain Dew and Oreos and bacon and like walking through the frozen food section, there's still tons of actually frozen chicken breast, canned goods on the shelves, canned veggies, all that stuff. All the crap food was taken because everybody thought it was going to be two weeks. And I know the lockdown didn't really cut off complete access to foods and stuff, but I mean, it certainly got dicey there for a while with, yeah, with, with finding food, having access to food. And I mean, shit, I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not back to normal yet. The grocery stores are still kind of funky with the availability on some goods. So when you put it in that perspective that we all look through, yeah, having the, the ability or at least the fallback option, the, the, break break glass in case of emergency option of we can make this work if we need to that's pretty reassuring to some i would think and um and in in that light i guess kind of a good way to pivot onto you know the whole concept of of training and you know so i know a lot of your content has been around just working like cqb fundamentals with your your group of friends or the guys that you train with on a regular basis and again, up until we saw all the peaceful protesting, a lot of people wanted it. Well, what are you ever going to need that stuff for? Mm-hmm. Why do you need night vision? Why do you need armor? Why do you carry a, uh, you know, a three A insert in your bag? I'm like, well, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Look at everything we saw, right? Um, so, I mean, how does how does that work? Because I know it's what a lot of people have started to get questions around is building that network, and then from there, like 
training with that network because I know there's some guys that'll take a hard line on it. Like you don't have nods, you don't have armor, you don't have this kind of weapon system. Like, uh, all right, man, see you come back when you do, which mm-hmm. on one hand I get because there's a certain, you just, there's a certain like level of requirement. I guess a really bad way to put it, but you know what I mean? Like where you're not going to be able to work with us effectively. You know, yeah. not that we don't want you here, man, but like you need to be able to participate. And then, but there's also a way to kind of make, make almost anybody fit if they want to learn. Yeah. So how does that, how did that start for you? And how do you guys handle that? Uh, that's a really good question. So um, I'll try to unpack it. If I get off into the weeds, just uh, reel me back in. <laughs> uh, so I will say that it didn't happen overnight. It's taken a very, very long time, but I think for the average Joe and at least if, if you want to look at how I did it in a very simplistic manner, it kind of goes back to the concept that we were talking about earlier in terms of like selling yourself. Like um, there's a lot of struggle for people to go out and, and find, find these teammates or find um, like-minded individuals. But if you just become that yourself and make that very apparent, they'll kind of come to you. And then you have your pick of the litter, so to speak. So um, uh, the best way I kind of know how to put, I mean, I guess my experience is not going to be what everyone's was. Uh, like Whenever I started putting everything on social media and Instagram, inevitably yeah. I started seeing other guys who are doing, doing the same. Inevitably your conversation, you end up talking to these people, you end up building friendships with these people. And over time, we just kind of coalesced into the same area. And we are now um, a unit like me and Josh, Christian, uh, Chad and Charlie, like all these guys that you see us together doing stuff. It's like, we've all kind of converged in this area. Um, But I think for your average Joe, um, they don't always have that luxury, right? Like they, there's nothing necessarily drawing someone across the country to where you're at to train with you for most people. They have to take what they can get. And I totally understand that. Um, so I think in those situations or in, yeah, in in that, in that situation, yeah, you kind of have to be a little creative. Um, here's, here's a good way. Here's a good example, I think, of how you can pull someone in that's not quite to your level of capability, um, but to be an asset for your team. Uh, so at this latest Milsom event that me and Josh went to um, and Nick, our camera guy, uh, we uh, there was a there's a ton of people with night vision and there were quite a few people that didn't have night vision and only had white lights. And a lot of times at those in those events. Um, the white light guys sit it out because they're like, Oh, I don't like, Oh, I don't have night vision. I can't yeah. compete. And a lot of times the night vision dudes will be like, Oh, if you don't have night vision, you can't roll with us. Cause we're going like super incognito. We're going to be like super, super incognito. Yeah. In airsoft game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I get it. Like I, I totally get that. But the cool part about, um, I feel like those two communities are a great example. And maybe you can kind of take the, 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 the heart of this example and, and apply it to other things. Um, but even night vision has its limitations. Okay. Yep. Um, for example, when you look at someone under night vision, you can't tell really what they're wearing. If they have multi cam on or a ranger green or, uh, 
or Tropic Multicam. Like, you can't really tell what their uniform is. Maybe, but nine oh, times yeah. out of ten, you have it's, no clue. The detail is not the way that... And I I know what you're talking about, because I first looked through my, my, my 14, I was like, it's not quite as detailed as I was had like this picture in my brain you know that it would be and the more i looked at stuff online i'm like no i mean it makes sense like there's just it's just it is what it is yeah so so ultimately like i think a lot of times when people are on the range and they're shooting night vision they never really think about that because it's like oh it's a target i can see it under my cardboard's one color i'll shoot it oh i can see a number one on it kind of faintly like i'll shoot you know someone calls out number one i can shoot that under my night vision i don't need any kind of like white light or thermal or anything like that but when you start talking about environments that require positive identification of targets and not shooting good guys and only shooting bad guys then you're going to need some way to differentiate between good guys and bad guys and you can't hardly do that under night vision especially when both teams or both sides are wearing night vision, which we know is a thing in the real world now, thanks yep. to the Biden administration giving the Taliban 31s and full autos and all the laser aiming devices you can imagine, right? I'd almost forgotten about that. Thanks. Yeah. No, I think about it every day. I'm not kidding. Like, I get yeah. pissed every day. It's like, <laughs> I it's, think about it every day. I yeah. literally do. I see my nods sitting on my table. I'm just like, oh. Yep. It's just a daily reminder to yeah. get that scab. Like, I, yeah. I, I look at my nods and I'm like, you used to be so powerful. Now, <laughs> like, look what now, you've become. Yeah. Biden has taken away your power. No, um, <laughs> but uh, it requires something more than night vision. And in those cases, you have to have guys with white light. You absolutely have to have it. Now, I know you could say, oh, yeah, well, I'll just, you know, look under my nod, flip my head up and look under my nods and white light them. And yeah, sure, you can do that. But all I'm saying is that person who doesn't have night vision, who only has a streamlight flashlight or a streamlight protect that they got for $90 with the pressure pad included on their cheap airsoft gun or their cheap real gun, if you guys are actually training out at range, like that person still has a whole lot to offer if you know how to set them up for success and set them up to be an asset for you. And maybe they don't even know what they have to offer. You have to kind of walk them through it. But um, at least in that environment, in a quote near peer environment where both sides had night vision and neither side could really tell who was good or who was bad. You just had to kind of guess what our crew did was we picked out two guys who were going to be our white light crew. Now those guys did have nods, but they could have just had white light and it would have been exactly the same. And the rest of our squad of four dudes had, we were going nods only with no lasers, passive aiming, right? So we weren't illuminating the target because if we illuminated or if we use our lasers, it would give away our position. Right. And so um, we were doing passive only, just aiming through our nods, using moonlight. And when we got into position to actually set up an ambush on these guys, uh, we would radio in and have our white light team white light them. They'd radio back to us. Oh yeah, these guys are green. Like they're, they're, oh yeah, those are bad guys. Light them up or, oh no, you got friendly move on. So without, without those guys with a, with like a lower tier in that lower tier white light bracket, the white light pours without the white light pours, if you want to call them that yeah. <laughs> our night vision games would have went nowhere or we would have killed good guys or got smoked by bad guys. So that's just one example of like, you don't need top tier guys or even dudes who are totally on your level to be good teammates. 
Um, sometimes you just may need to think about how to set them up to be an asset for you and how to see and kind of just need to like hold their hand into seeing themselves as an asset. Um, and that's an, an opportunity for you to grow too, to be able to, to find a create, it's not even a creative solution. I mean, I guess it is to some extent, but to work around those constraints of your situation and it's not always ideal, you know, um, yeah. it comes at different times for everybody, you know, uh, it, a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. And for as much content I think is out there, there's a lot of bad content. So I think a lot of people hear those horror stories and rightfully so they're apprehensive about where they spend their money and how they do it. So what begins to be, I would say somebody like you said, one of those pores or somebody who just doesn't have the capability you do, <clears throat> you could be the person that helps, you know, shape or mold what they become in, I mean, could be a month if they have the money sitting waiting yeah. Could be a year, but that's, it, it's all what you make of it. And I think that that's, you know, for anybody listening th that has the, those questions, like the guy you've been talking to that you dismissed is just somebody who's irrelevant may not be, it just may be an investment of your own time and energy that needs to be added to manifest that to itself. Yeah. And the other thing to remember is like, no one is born an adult right? No company mm -hmm. is born like full, like fully functional, amazing firing on all cylinders day one. No child is born with the mental capacity of a 30 year old. Like this is not how things happen. Things have to mature. So if you're looking, trying to find someone who is perfect, if you're trying to find someone to, you know, to be, to train with that is where you are or better, it, that can happen that's going to be, uh, that's not going to, that's going to be the exception to the rule. You may yeah. need to start. I'm not saying lower your standards or lower your expectations. Um, but no, maybe that maybe that's, that's the best way to say it. Cause that's the way that people are going to understand what, I mean, sometimes you have to be blunt with folks. You know what yes. I mean? Like yeah. some people want to, they'll hear, you know, you find a nicer way of than that to say it and they go, well, yeah, but no, you know what? I'm just, uh, you know, I was a Marine. This is, and no shots of the Marines. I love you guys. But like, well, I let this guy in. He was in the Air Force. So that's kind of like what you're talking about. Like, no, it could be a civilian who has no idea, you know, but he could be an expert in electronics. He could be yeah. great for radios and shit. Like, you don't know. Like, get to know the guy. I mean, now if he's a total turd and a safety liability, then, <laughs> you know, dismiss away. But yeah. everyone brings something to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, if we're trying to stay away from like lower your expectations, uh, there's another way of putting it. I think that might resonate with people. And I say this a lot and if people follow me on Instagram. They probably seen me say this before, but um, move with the movers, find people who are actually progressing and who are hungry and who are actually um, trying to build themselves up as, as an asset. And don't worry about where, don't worry so much about where they are in that process. Look at their trajectory and go with those people, yeah. um, help them grow. And in some ways they're going to help you grow. That's probably the biggest thing as far as like trying to find people to bring into your crew or to bring into your circle, um, that are essentially teammates. Um, that's, that's the it's, big thing for me. It's going to make you better. You know, I mean, we were talking offline before this about, you know, uh, music and things like that. And I've talked about my background before, but that's always one of the things that, <clears throat> um, you know, when I, when I got out of high school, I immediately started teaching like lessons and, and things like that. And it was all stuff, people at lower levels than me performance wise. Right. Um, but being able to 
rearticulate that information, um, whether it's uh, advanced concepts or fundamental concepts, not everybody digests the same way. And with that in mind, being able to explain things or approach things from multiple ways, like you grow, you grow a lot through teaching and through mentoring people. Um, it can be frustrating and a lot of times it, it really is, but it, it is a very much a growth opportunity. And I think if you don't look at it that way, you're actually selling yourself short of a, of a lot of like valuable self-discovery that you can just, you, you don't, it's not enough YouTube hours or Instagram scrolls or books read, like that stuff's all great. I do all those things, but sometimes just coming to those dumb realizations on your own, like shit, why didn't I ever think of that? Like <laughs> it hits you like a brick in the face, you know? And then, but through those kinds of uh, experiences and, and putting yourself through that kind of a, a challenge, right? Like you grow and you, you're only better for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, is like, you don't, and it goes back to the whole principle of, you know, no baby is born an adult. You don't have to start off huge. I mean, I think this kind of tackles two issues. Um, one being what we're already talking about and the other being, uh, just social media. But when people see videos, that I post of like me and, and the dudes out training, right. Maybe we're out doing a ruck or a hike in the woods. Maybe we're inside someone's house doing CQB and stuff. Like, keep in mind, like, we're like media professionals. Like, we know how to make this stuff look cool and inspire you to go out and want to do the same. Wait, you but mean you don't as... just, like, look good, like, all the time? <laughs> no, no, oh. like, uh, uh, unfortunately, no. But, like, you know, we know how to make it look cool to make you want to go out and do it and to inspire you to do it and be like, oh, yeah, this is sick. I'm, I'm jacked up. Let's go do this. Let's go get a group of boys together. Let's go rock 30 miles. And it's like, hold on. You turn off you turn off the, the studio lights. You 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 remove the color grade. You uh, you turn off the cameras and you just take a, a real clean, hard look at what we're doing. It's very simple stuff. Just because you see a video of me or a bunch of other people out hiking in the woods with huge backpacks on does not mean we rucked for 13 miles that day. More than likely, we needed to be at work in like an hour and a half. And all we had was the hour between 6 and 7 a.m. to do anything. So we're going to go walk in the woods for an hour and then go to work and then go home, take showers, go to work. It's not social media can be very deceptive and it's hard to constantly, um, yeah. for, for, for those who are like creators, like we can't constantly be like, everything you see here isn't real. Like, it's just like, th that's not the point, right? It's, yeah. yeah. We can't preface everything all well, the time because all we would ever do is preface. So like, I hope people understand, like, you don't have to start out don't let social media trick you in, into thinking that you had to start out doing something huge and awesome and amazing. It's like, maybe you just need to go out with your buddy or your dad or your wife or whoever it is, put on a backpack and walk in the park for 30 minutes. Like that is more than what most people do. That's more than what people who sit around and wait for the perfect opportunity, the perfect group of people with the biggest plan ever will do. Because those people just sit around and wait, wait, wait for that, you know, awesome thing. Whereas you could go out and you could rock for 30 minutes or an mm -hmm. hour or an hour and a half, or you go to the range for 15 minutes and shoot, you know, 30 rounds, like a little bit goes a long way. Yeah. Don't, don't let, don't let your want of the perfection stop you from doing, um, uh, just a little bit every day or well, a little bit every week. 
Yeah. And I would say that even like, make sure when you look at, at those things, and this is something that took me a while to kind of wrap my brain around because everybody wants to, <clears throat> you want to like emulate that thing you see that like, like you're saying like all those photos, they look so great and, and everything, but make sure you're not missing the forest, you know, through the trees. Like you don't, you, you can't, you don't have to have a whole bunch of woods to go rucking through to achieve what you're talking about. Like, if you live in, like I do in the middle of suburbia, like a, you can wear a backpack. I mean, it'd be a huge ruck. It may not be. I mean, it could be, but it, it may not be. When's the last time you went for an extended walk? Like really went through and understood what your neighborhoods and your adjacent neighborhoods look like, how many different ways. Like, I feel like we all know in the burbs anyways, like, you know, like two or three ways to get anywhere just because construction happens. But yeah. like, there's, infinitely more at least where i am everything's built like a grid you know so until it's not and there's like a dead end street just like dropped in the middle of it but you know do you really do you know where you're at do you know the best and fastest ways to get to your key points or get on the freeway or whatever you know um and if you're talking about rucking just to like build yourself up like you can go to the gym i mean that's yeah. What a novel concept. And you I you can go I, to the track, the local yeah. track. Your like, local school will believe <laughs> yeah. it or not, they uh, they don't put gates on those things. You can actually get in there and walk around for no money. And it's yeah. crazy. And you just count as many times as you go around and you can calculate how far you went. It's crazy. Uh mm -hmm. but but that doesn't look cool either. So people are like, Well, I don't want to do that, you know, and I, I get it, but like unless you're explicitly going out there walking to try and create content, um, is your overall purpose achieved going to be the same? Like probably it just may not feel as good. I, and I can't help yeah. you with that. Like I, no one can help you with that, man. You just got to come to terms with it yourself that like you got the work done and that in itself is value. Yep. That's, you know, you nailed it. Well, and it, it's, um, I think it, like you said, uh, no one's born an adult, that maturity piece, that like level of understanding. Um, it, it takes some time. Um, and I think, that even people who've been doing this a while, and I say this, like, I mean, like been in the two A space, uh, been training, been immersed in a lot of these different things. Even a lot of those guys don't, I say those guys, like I, I'm one of those guys, but you know, like there's still things people don't come to those realizations on. Like we all want to do the stuff that looks cool. Like, yeah, CQB looks sexy. Like, do you want to do more of it? Yeah. And I do, I want to you know, work on trying to bring a class here to Michigan and things. Do I want to do the rucking and stuff? Yeah, I want to do all of that as well. You just, you, you prioritize, you try and find a way to make it work. And like you said, things uh, coalesce, I think was the word you used, like yeah. together as you're posting about this. And like, there's a guy up, he's literally 25 minutes from me. He runs the Longhouse podcast. Great guy. Cool. Uh, his name's Tyler. And I'm like, you live less than half an hour from me and you also run a podcast? Like, want to hang out <laughs> and now we <laughs> hang out now we're friends and it's crazy and that actually came through uh josh's post the one awesome. that's like yes you know what i'm talking about the one that i remember like the one eighty thousand comments of people just like hey everyone should get together and train comment below where you're from and it just it was yes like huge i dude i met like seven different guys that were in like half an hour or less uh from my house so like that's it's fucking crazy. I had no idea that people actually lived up here that did that stuff. Michigan's terrible for it. I feel like you guys are in like the golden land down there in Tennessee. Like yeah. everybody's into it. I feel like we're which, lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Take, you guys are really lucky. 
Kentucky and Tennessee is full. I mean, it's I miss Kentucky a lot. Um, I think it was a whole lot prettier up there than in Tennessee. But I thought it was not... just the fried chicken. But <laughs> yeah, Dude, I've been to more KFCs that were out of chicken than you could even possibly believe. I'm not kidding. You oh, go seriously? to a KFC in Western Kentucky. Good luck there being any chicken in stock. Not not kidding. They're That's like, just Ooh. depressing. If, oh, if, it is. And borderline on American. Yeah, but okay. there's plenty of tacos at Taco Bell, so that should tell you something about, you know. <laughs> See, so I came from, my family is part Mexican, and yeah. my mom's family owned, like, four restaurants. The one that she owned, uh, long story short, Arson, burned down. She no longer owns oh. it. Um, but the other, the rest of the family, they own three or four locations for there. So, like, I was raised on, like, a higher caliber of Mexican food. Oh, that's that awesome. Said, I will, I will still smash some Taco Bell when the yeah. time is right. But when people are like, oh, I feel like Mexican tonight. Let's get Taco Bell. I'm like, please just <laughs> don't. Please don't. Like, just call it Taco Bell because that is not Mexican food. Yeah. You don't I... like Mexican? I go, just stop while we're yeah. still friends. Like, come on. <laughs> it's just not right. Yeah. No, no I it's one of those things i'll never let it go like that's not real mexican food stop it that's not even I, real beef it's like half oatmeal yes yeah yeah no i'm i'm the same i don't like kfc even though i'm from kentucky but anyways yeah so like that's this area is amazing um and i think tennessee is probably more free than kentucky kentucky has a ton of like just super leftist liberal policy really for, oh yeah i mean every other election we cycle between democrat or republican governors and neither one of them are ever good it's just completely flip-flopping back and forth constantly i, I feel like that's it with michigan as well like we've had really? republican governors but the last one was uh, Rick Snyder, and that's when the whole Flint water thing went down. So instantly, oh. that goes down as an L in the record book, you know. Yeah. Then we got, yeah. you know, uh, Big Gretch is in office. We just had the, <laughs> the election, and we're like, let's get somebody great that's a Republican to take, you know, to to challenge her. And the best we got was like Tudor Dixon, and she was not good. Um, you know, like I don't want to even get into the whole abortion topic, but that's like, they had one bad sound clip of her on the abortion issue. Yeah. That's all they had to run the campaign on. And that, that Jeez. sealed it up. And yeah. uh, there were a couple of guys that I, I uh, they were running up here um, that I thought were, uh, I, I guess they were a little more articulate and they were a little bit better dudes, like very devout in their faith. Um mm -hmm which I get, that's not everybody's thing, but I, I think sure. there's a certain level of morality that comes with that. I, that's my personal opinion um, that I think would have been a lot better to challenge Gretchen Whitmer in the election. Um, didn't happen. And uh, Tudor Dixon got smoked. And uh, now we actually have, I think both our state Senate and our state house and our governor are all Democrats. And wouldn't you know, we're a month removed and now we're already talking about they're possibly trying to push through an assault weapons ban here in, uh, in Michigan. And it's Jeez. insane. And I have written to these representatives and I get the same pre like the canned responses. Like, well, I grew up in a hunting community, uh, so I appreciate the second amendment. I'm like, please condescend to me harder, please. Yeah. Like I don't like, I just, and, and it's in a, a response to an email where I like cite like all these statistics <laughs> on like violent shootings and mass shootings and uh, where crime goes down when you have more people carrying uh, legally and things like that. And it's like, it just it's so infuriating don't and you just want to take politicians like that don't you just want to take them hunting and in the middle of your tree like in your tree in the tree stand with you you just turn your rifle towards them and be like do you need a gun right now 
Uh, but it's not for hunting. You're probably going to cut that out. I may yeah. just get you banned. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they, drug some the people, uh, they drug some people to the federal uh, courts for that in the state, uh, that alleged uh, kidnapping thing, I think, or something. I don't know what the hell happened with that. It was a big deal. Like People marched on our Capitol about the lockdowns and how they handled them here and stuff yeah. and, and all that. Like I just... The frustrating part is it's the same two senators. It's uh, Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters are our senators, and they have been our senators for as long as I can remember. Like back to when I was in like elementary school and like the pre 2000s, that could probably be off. It might be like when I was in middle school, like early 2000s, but that's still like 20 years. And it's like, all right, come on, you're old as shit. Like, get the fuck out. Come on. Like, yeah. get some new blood in there. I would even feel, well, I wouldn't feel better about younger Democrats, but at least they'd be more in touch with what's going on. Maybe. I uh, couldn't be worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll it, say it that could maybe be. it could. It yeah, could it can be. always be worse in politics. The stuff they push through now, and it's like, all right, you know, maybe could we go back to the old people? Like, they didn't, <laughs> even they're not crazy enough to believe half the shit now. But yeah, yeah I mean, and that's really it. I mean, you got to try and I think make the best of your, like you guys are are fortunate with just the, 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 the strength of the 2A community in that state. Yeah. But it's not just, the, oh, well, it's just the way it is. They're so lucky. I mean, it got there through some fairly concerted efforts, people holding true to their convictions, you know, mm-hmm. um, certainly uh, I, I saw the video at, at T-Rex where the Senator or state representative came through yep. the building. Mark green. Yeah. You know, yep. and those dude. are the, those are the kinds of things like that, that help uh, reaffirm the position on these issues and to help prevent some of these laws from being pushed through um, and, and stop some of the, and you know, you've seen as much as I have on social media, right. The, uh, the lies, like just blatant inaccuracies about gun statistics and things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it's, it takes a community that comes with training and that comes with bringing in new people that just don't know. Cause I feel like a lot of folks, they just, they follow the, the social media majority which is not always the majority in real life. It's just the social media majority Mm -hmm. um, of people that are most vocal. So not knowing, right. They follow the wave and like, Oh yeah, guns are, guns are terrible. (laughs) I can't tell you how many people. And and I don't know if you've, if you experienced that when, when the lockdown hit, people were buying more guns. Right. But the amount of people that reached out with questions and were just absolutely appalled to find that everything that they knew about firearms was, um, about 30% true and like mm-hmm. 70% complete and utter shit. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened to vaccines too during all the lockdowns and all like the mm-hmm. vaccine stuff there were, I mean, if you were anti-vax in any way before the lockdowns, it, like you were a, you're a, a, a vast minority. Okay. Mm-hmm. After the lockdowns, not so much. Everyone is is it there's at least a question mark above everyone's head. I don't care how sold out you are. There's something inside of you that's questioned it now. So yeah, it's the yeah. same way with guns. It's like, as soon as, as soon as a circumstance arises, that is like an undeniable circumstance, an undeniable series of events that makes you have to focus on the issue, regardless of where you stood on it to begin with, you start asking questions. And that's where, like, when you start asking questions, that's like pulling on, on a thread of logic. And if your logic isn't squared away, there's only one way it can go, which is it brings you to the truth and it makes you face the facts of how just jacked yeah. up your belief system was to begin with. You well, never see, you never see some of these, like, like what you're talking about with guns and people going out and buying more guns. 
maybe this happens. So, uh, so maybe this is not an absolute, but I'm going to speak like it is. You never see somebody catch that bug of, oh, this is why I need guns. And then years later, turn away from it. It's, it's, it's very rare to see that happen. Yeah. Whereas like we're talking about converts, right? There's very mm-hmm. few people who could go, who, who are converted from understanding what it's about to not being about it. Right. But there's a lot of people, the conversion rate um, of people who didn't see the value in it to now needing to own a gun themselves. And I'm going to go out and yeah. buy one. That's a massive conversion rate. So, well, and some that. of it, and some of it, I think it could be, it, it's not even that it, I almost don't want to call it a conversion rate, you know, because that would, that would mean that the one side, right. <clears throat> had just like really sol- solidly believed that they didn't need these things. I I think what was more appropriate was that a lot of people were for lack of a better term here or phrase had their head in the sand. They never thought about it. Ignorant. They were just ignorant, right? Ignorance mm-hmm. is bliss. And if you had brought it up to them, maybe they leaned one way without much conviction. I'll say there was just the absence of absence of conviction, right? Yeah. Um, and then when they saw the news, when they or they experienced some of these things, um, we actually had a march come through. Like my neighborhood, I happened to be out in another city on the lake with some friends, like on a boat, having a great time and everything. Saw the social media clips later. I was like, oh, well, that's really, huh? That's like literally probably less than two hundred yards from my house. And wow. uh, you know, people see these things and then the lack of police response because, you know, we defunded all the police officers or maybe the liability for them is too great and they have families. So they just left the job altogether. And now people it's, it's kind of like, you got to get them, you got to get them to get to that conclusion or they have to feel like they got to that conclusion on their own more than you convinced them. Um, and sometimes you have to do anything. You just say, Hey, watch the news. And then like days later, they're like, Hey, I'm pretty horrified. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to the party, pal. Like, yeah, it's because, uh, I, you know, we people like us used to get that real bad rap, you know, like, oh, you wear a tinfoil hat and you, you have a bunker in your basement, too. Like, ha ha, I would if I could. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, no, it's just it's a certain level of accountability, I think, is what, you know, you don't want to. It's like someone broke. I mean, you have uh, I think you said three kids and your yeah. wife. Somebody breaks into your house. Are you knowing what you I mean? You're just going to wait, like call 911 and just wait. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, it's, and, but that's the, what a lot of people have relegated to. And a lot of people would say, well, hell no, I'm, you know, I'm a man or I'm, I'm a husband or or whatever, right? Like, this is my home. I'm going to fight for it. Like, are you really, do you have the skills to do that? Do you have any kind of plan put in place for that? Do you, do you know how you would like to handle this potential? Like, like any clue at all. Mm-hmm. And people go, well, I never really thought about it that way. Like, well, okay, so welcome to the discussion. It, we're just, we're not different from you. We're we're just a little bit further along in the planning process. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I see it. Um, and when I kind of explain to people that way, they 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 ease up a little bit. Some of those real people, real convicted against the the whole Second Amendment ideology, um, they kind of ease up a little bit when you put it in that lens. But it's it's still a battle. Um, yeah. I mean, what if there was no second amendment? Like, what if that wasn't a thing? Yeah. It wasn't it if what if it wasn't something so easily defined that was easy for people to be against, right? Because ultimately the second amendment is just a written document that highlights something that has been true since the dawn of time. That you as a person and as an individual have the right to resist all forms of 
uh, of murderous intent period um, right. from anybody. That's essentially all it, all it articulates. And um, I mean, you remove the ability of, for someone to be against it um, and just kind of like take away that definition. It's like, okay, well, do you believe you should be able to defend your own life? Oh, okay. You do. All right. Well, how would you best do that? And you're right. It's, it's not a, uh, it very much is a, I think a good way of looking at it is how you, as how you phrased it, which is no, I'm just further, we're not actually different. I'm just further along in planning. Well, and what's funny too, is we saw the whole Supreme court decision around, you know, Roe v. Wade. Right. Uh And then instantly social media blows up and this is tyranny. We can't let them do this. They can't do this. This, you know, how are we going to stop them? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I did, I threw on a post. I was like, wow, if only there were an amendment that guaranteed you the right to fight back against your government to prevent tyranny. And of mm-hmm. course, like I got all the sarcastic responses from my friends on Facebook. Like, yeah, let's just take up guns and fight a, and start a war with the government over something like this. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, no, no, let's not do that because that's sure. bad. That is bad, right? Like yeah. nobody wants that. But when you put it, like you have to look at, like, you spend all this time as a, you know, devout liberal preaching all of the, the inherent evil of the second amendment and conservative values and you know, fill in the blank, whatever, until it comes the time when you're the one who loses something, which you deem to be very important, but is actually not guaranteed in a founding document of our civilized country. Right. Um, then it's like, Oh, well, wouldn't you want this to be here? And then you get yeah. pissed because logic just won the fight. And it's like, yeah, I can't change facts. I can't Mm -hmm. change logic. You just got to come to terms with it. Like maybe, maybe we're not so different. And if you were such an asshole to me about my beliefs, I might ease up a little bit on how I feel about yours being rammed down my throat every day. (laughs) Like, like, and that's, and I think with a lot of it, right. Not to get too political with all, with any of this, but like, that's like, I don't ever walk up to any of my friends. Like, did you buy a gun yet? Did you buy a gun yet? If you have a gun, did you buy another gun yet? Did you buy some night vision yet? No, I I don't. I, you know, I, I see my friends that, that aren't, you know, about this life, whatever. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? How's work? Like, how's the kids? How's your parents doing? How's the new house? How's the remodel? Whatever. Like I'm an adult, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I have those friends that are on the liberal side of things that like cannot help, but get together. And what do they got to talk about? Oh, what, which way we got to vote with the proposal coming up, how unreasonable it is that, you know, and it's like, dude, I really want to talk about this with you. Like, (laughs) no offense, like we're friends, but shut up please well it's because politics is their world i mean and i don't i say this with a lot of family members who are on the other side of of the political spectrum from me but like you know i feel like the more you have to abandon logic to believe to continue like believing um uh, your side of things uh the more politics the, the more um important the whole political game becomes to you. Um, it's, it's like, I could honestly care less about politics outside of the micro issues that affect me. Like, I feel like the less I care about politics and the less I need government, the better off I am. So the more right. prepared I am, the more like the more skillful, I am, more skilled I am, the more planned out my family is like the less we need any of that. Right. So I don't know. I just feel like, uh, the dynamic you just explained where you 
have friends or family that are opposite of you. And yet you never go to them and bring up political stuff, but yet they're always so eager to bring it up themselves. The same, same thing plays out in my life with, with different family members. It's like, I, I just don't understand why that is like the thing they want to talk about. Imagine the thing that you bring up to people is also the, the issue that you're the weakest on and uh, have the least amount of logic invested into. It just doesn't make well, sense. I mean, me. for me, it's just, I don't want to like, I go to hang out with my friends and family and I want to have a good time. I want to spend yeah. the whole time fighting and arguing. If I want to do that, I, I mean, I would have called you and said, Hey, let's, let's fight. You know what I mean? Like not, <laughs> but it's I like, it, Oh, it's so it's their entertainment. That's what it is. It's their entertainment. Dude, that is sick. Like, honestly, like I, and I know people and it doesn't have to be politics. It could be, it could be sports. It could be college football. You'd be like, Hey, the volunteers deserve not to make the playoff this year. And it's like, Oh, really? You want to, you want to, you want to start some shit? Like here, I'll tell you why. And it's like, and they just, and I mean, there's, there's like, there's aggressive discussion, which my family does really well, particularly around football. And it's the point where like new girlfriends and I mean, my wife, whatever people come in, they're like, you guys yell at each other a lot. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's just how we talk. <laughs> like, that's just, that's our natural charm. You know, yeah. like there's a difference between like that and in my mind anyways, and like, actually like I'm getting pissed and angry with you. People, some people really just, they get off on on arguing with each other. And I just, I can't, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, I stopped talking about my, uh, the, the podcast here, uh, mm-hmm. suppress. I, I just, I stopped bringing it up because inevitably it gets to the point of why do you need that? Why should anybody have that? And I go, I, you know what? We're really not, we're not lawmakers. And I ain't having this discussion again. Like I explained to you before and, or maybe I didn't. And I just don't, I don't feel I have to, cause I don't, but I mean, do you get that with your family still? Like, you bought yeah. that equation. Why do you need that? You have another suppressor. Why do you need that? Like, I hate, I hate the why do you need that question. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this sounds terrible, but I just don't see my family very often anymore. <laughs> just because we have three kids, it's total madness trying to like go anywhere. Three kids, Makes all sense, under though. all under three years old. It's just like a, we're we're not going anywhere and doing anything with the people that we love and care about, but. Um, I do remember in back in the day and, and yeah, that's, that's similar to how it would be for us. It's, um, it'd be really funny. Like I had, um, we had our, uh, my aunt and uncle out one time to shoot, to shoot some guns on like 4th of July. They're very anti-gun, very leftist, loving them to death. We're just on two completely different ends of, um, of, yeah, I guess, idea of, um, I guess world paradigm. Like we're just completely yeah. different. Um, but even they, uh, you know, s- sat down and shot the, uh, bench rested or is in like a lead sled, uh, AR 15 into a thing of Tannerite and blew it up and thought it was awesome. Like they just loved it. They thought it was super cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, occasionally I would get like, um, I still don't understand why someone would want an AR 15 or, um, but it, it became rare. It more often than not comments were made, um, um about the ar-15 issue and not why do you need one because it's way easier to just like make some um uh, related comments or make some comment that's related to this issue that we know that you're passionate about but we're not going to make it about you so yeah i don't i don't understand um 
it'd be like me getting because you're 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 a musician right like you're yeah. you're a you're a band director and uh it'd be like me having some seriously passionate opinion about how um we need to cut music... hurts out of schools yeah yeah like and, any of that and coming to you and and being like that's imagine that being the thing i wanted to bring up to you right yeah. like yeah. i am an idiot whenever it comes to that and i know you are an expert so why would i want to push the issue with you there's something just to fight yes just to because fight it's because you don't have a real fight in your own life um i think one of the big differences between guys like us and people that we love that don't agree with our lifestyle is you and i understand that there is way more to life um way more struggle um to uh in our lives or possibly in our futures um that it's not worth giving our effort to being ultra passionate about this this political um, yeah. issue it's like <clears throat> your your passion and my passion is about getting better uh growing our skill sets being more prepared having a more robust plan for our family and being more individual and less dependent on the government and the societal structure in general. That is our battle. That is what we're passionate about. And it's like, when you look at people who don't understand that that struggle is ahead or that struggle, like that struggle could be easily on the horizon. It's like, well, yeah, their, their battle is something else. They're putting their, their heart and their energy and their passion into these like bizarre yeah niche issues and it's 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 always the people that and they you know and if you're if you're listening you're 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 trying to think of that person just find like think of the least accountable person in your life and they're probably not (laughs) seriously they're they're probably not far off they're the same people that want to talk about how it's our parents generation's fault that the mortgage industry fell apart like i mean yeah because they were the adults running the country at the time but we didn't understand what was leading to that. There was a lot of things we didn't know. Like we, as a society and a culture, we learn as we go. I mean, they're the same people that talk about how, why shouldn't we get free healthcare? Cause look how great it is in Canada and Europe. Or why do you need it? Why do you need a firearm? Look at Europe. Well, okay. Um, sure. But Europe's about the size of Texas and B they're getting ready to ban your much beloved electrical vehicles. So, I mean, but you, they get pissed when you cherry pick the way they do on, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, they have no gun crime because there's no guns. Great. Counterpoint. They have like way more stabbings because people can't get guns. So they use knives like, well, yeah, but there's no guns. So I think the point you're missing here is we're trying to re- reduce overall violent crime and not just gun crime, aren't we? But that's different. Like, okay, fine, fine. There's no winning with you. We're not, we're, we're just going in circles at this point. Like, yeah. you know, so, and, and again, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, Christmas is like two and a half, three weeks away. Like, just know that this may be what your Christmas sounds like. And maybe now's the time to crack a book <laughs> or something. Gotta, gotta arm up now and be ready for whatever uncle uh uncle tom and aunt deb are about to break into over dinner yeah um, hopefully not. or or just be the guy that knows what's going to set everyone off and just did you watch just that, start with that yeah did you watch that video the daily wire put out a couple of weeks ago i think it was michael knowles was on it and he sits down at the dinner table for at thanksgiving and uh seeing like all like you know he has characters around the dinner table that look like stereotypical leftist like weird hair and and just you know that kind of stuff and he goes so 
Did you hear Trump's running again? And just like the mass chaos. The eruption. Like just had, yeah, going into Christmas dinner with some of your family, just know what's going to set all of them off and just drop it and then just like walk out the room. So that's, I would, you know what? Um, <laughs> so it's funny because my dad is, I mean, he was like a lifelong Democrat because he worked a union job and, and I do the first election I ever voted in was I voted for Obama because that's all I knew. Like uh-huh. I was always told we vote Democrat in this house. Your dad works a union job. That's what put food on the table. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I like food. Uh, I like having a house and uh, certainly a lot of the things that the Democrat party of then stood for are different than now, but there's been a lot of great Democrat presidents in this country's history. Um, so I, I, it's all I knew, right? So mm-hmm. then when Trump came out for the first time, whatever, against Clinton, my dad was all about it because he, oh, he's a businessman. He's going to run the country like a business. This is going to be great. My dad owns guns. Like he's, I, I think he's a fairly conservative guy to some extent, but man, he hates Donald Trump. So <laughs> anytime I complain about Biden, he, he jumps straight on the Trump train. So I did find some... Uh, I gotta figure out if, if it's worth if it's worth it. It might be worth it. Do you like some of that Joe Biden wrapping paper? It says like <laughs> "Happy Fourth of July" with him wearing like a Santa hat. Like, I just oh, it's so like, good. Just, and like and just going for it. Like, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Dig the wrapping paper. Um, and just because like my mom is my mom's like super conservative. Like she hates the Democrats. Her and I have like some very passionate conversations about it. My brothers and I like we're all on the same page. My wife like we're all pretty pretty conservative people uh if you had to pick a side anyway and my dad just hates donald trump and by that definition there i guess supports joe biden maybe um so just to mess with him but yeah other than that i mean that's hopefully that's all it is uh, we already got enough going on with like um i don't know if you follow football at all but we're all like diehard lions fans oh, my dad okay. has uh officially after turning 60 and i'm just being horseshit for so long like yeah he's officially a seattle seahawks fan so now it's bad enough when we spend time together you know if the we're watching the game and the lions fumble or lose you know it's like like i was outside <laughs> hanging out with my brother during the end of the game with buffalo on thanksgiving and he like came outside with no socks and shoes on just to let me know that they went to overtime because they were tied and your lines about to choke. I'm like, thank you, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> awesome. Uh, hey, no, but- see they lost. Like, yes, I got the notification on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not big into football anymore, but there was a time when like, I love sports. Um, back in like the the mid to late 90s when the bulls were coming up in the nba and when the dallas cowboys were like on their on their reign in the Hate nfl the Hate the well cowboys. okay so correct me if i'm wrong but didn't Deion sanders used to play for detroit no who, who was it barry sanders that's barry sanders. who it was that's, that's running was. back ever to do it man that guy was yes. amazing and he retired after only like eight years in the league that's just like calvin johnson because they saw what we all saw it was that this team will never fucking uh-huh. win ever i mean we might now actually i really like our coach and our team now um but yeah i mean and if you, it's it's just it's totally jacked like barry barry was the greatest to ever do it man and everybody lots of people say he was outstanding man but i mean you could you could scheme against him like they can't throw the ball they can't do jack shit except hand it to barry and if you can yep. you got a good enough defense you, you can stop the run like you ain't losing to detroit and that was pretty much true yeah yeah, we're we're pretty bad with the world's greatest running back on our roster. And yeah, I like I re- I remember I didn't care anything at all about the Lions, but I remember them being like notoriously just bad, and yet they had Sanders. Yeah, so. 
yeah, he was, he's a legend. He still shows up to, to everything. Uh, they ask him to show up to, he's like a real team guy and everything. He's very classy. They just put like a big, like bronze looking bust statue of him, uh, at Ford field. And, uh, cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's classy about it, you know, um, very respectful given I'm sure what he knows mm-hmm. about the bodies buried there and stuff. And I can't like hate the org. I mean, I used to drum for their drum line for like eight seasons. Um, they yeah. took me to London, uh, paid for the trip passport, all that shit. Like it was outstanding, wow. but yeah, no, I mean, I'll be, a. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't quit almost anything in my life. So like I'll be a lions fan till the day I die uh, yeah. for better or for worse. You but, said uh, bodies. Are there legitimate bodies buried there? I wouldn't be surprised. It's Detroit. People die all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, and it's so actually true. gotten better. But you know that that site where they built Ford Field twenty years ago. I mean, I, there might be. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Jimmy Hoffa's body. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, it could be. But uh, oh. I know we're kind of coming up to it, man. Um, so I just want to say thank you for the time. Um, this has been awesome. <laughs> Uh, can you real quick, just throw out your social media information. If folks want to, if by some odd chance, they've never heard of you and, and want to check out what you're doing and everything. What's, uh, your, your Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram is just at drew Hopkins, D R E W H O P K I N S. Yeah. You've yeah. been at long so, enough. You could just use your name. I know. I know. Back you in the have day. Meme accounts named after you. I know. I, so. And I still am on my Q and A's. I'll get certain questions. And I can tell that person thinks I'm the meme account. And I'm like, I don't even know the answer to this question. I don't know what you're asking about, but I know that person probably made a big fluff about it. And yeah, it's. Well, that's um, how, you know, that's how, you know, you made it, dude. That's like yeah. as good as a blue check mark. So, you know, you can, you can, you'll probably, I'm sure now sleep better at night, just knowing that that's how, you know, you made it. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. thank you for having me on. I've, I've genuinely enjoyed the conversation. Um, Likewise. Sorry, sorry. I was so difficult to get on here. Um, but Not a problem. For being patient with the madness that is my life right now. So no, dude, I get it. I can't even imagine with, uh, you said three kids under three. I'm sure there's a whole lot to juggle. So, Oh my gosh. I had no idea what I was getting into. One was hard. Two was easy. Three absolute nightmare. My poor wife, but anyways, well, you can make it. Thank you. You. you get the four. My parents did it with four. I mean, you could, you could maybe do it. I mean, they're <laughs> mostly sane still. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it'd be fine. Uh, yeah. They did wait seven years between the two of us and then my younger brother. Uh, so maybe that's where you maybe <clears throat> want to wait yeah. a little bit for, some development there to help out with things. But yeah. um, at any rate, man, uh, I thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch and have a Merry Christmas. All right. You too, man. Merry Christmas. Thanks. All right. Wow. What an outstanding conversation. Uh, that was, that was great. Talking with Drew was awesome. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, another one of these conversations that is just really just, just a good conversation. You know, sometimes you connect with people and you just, you get along, you hit it off, uh, right away. Clearly how I, I feel about the conversation with Drew, super good guy doing a lot of interesting things out there in the community and out there in the space. He was very influential for me when I was getting started and, and continues to be really Uh, a lot of the social content that he creates, social media content that is, a lot of the work that he does for a lot of these marketing campaigns. And he was, I think he was in a video for Vertex. Um, you know, it, he's just a very intelligent guy. Um, we, he hit on a lot of really good points in the community and, and personal development. And a lot of the things that we talk about 
in this podcast, on social media, word of mouth, right, about building your networks and building a team and building your own level of preparedness. Uh, just a really, really great conversation. And I I hope to have him back on in the future. I really do. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm hoping that you all did as well. Uh, I was thrilled to have him on. It did take a couple, you know, a couple different uh, uh, opportunities. We'd have to reschedule a couple times, but that's, you know, that's what happens. Uh, people's lives are crazy. Everyone's got things going on. He's certainly very busy with a lot of different projects at work uh, and, and things like that. So uh, just very fortunate to have had the time to sit down. We, we actually talked for another hour or so uh, offline. We talked about, uh, you know, half an hour before we even hit record. Uh, just really uh, connected on a lot of levels. Um, great dude. I, I highly encourage you guys to check out his stuff on social media. Just Drew Hopkins. One word is his uh, handle on Instagram. So like I said, I, I, I dug it. I hope you guys dig it. Uh, really, really good stuff here. Just another example. We're we're really trying to bring on people here at the pod that you're going to find value in and want to hear from. Uh, so if you guys have anything, you know, as always, feel free to to DM us on Instagram. Shoot us an email: prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com, um, or go sign up for our Patreon: patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod, and sign up and help. Uh, Help us do all the cool things we're trying to do. Bring on guests like Drew. Bring guests like Drew back on the pod. Um, <clears throat> really trying to do a lot of cool stuff in 2023. I think we we have some really good some really good guests lined up already, with a couple more in in the works. So stay tuned for all of that. But that's all for me, folks. I'm gonna wrap this one. And until next week, we have another exciting guest coming on. Get out there, work hard, train smarter and be prepared.